Welcome to the So Verve Lounge, a podcast for modern entrepreneurs that focuses on digital marketing ecosystems for small businesses. Join your host, CEO and marketing director, Stephanie Rubio, as she brings you marketing tips with a shot of Cafe Con Dulce. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Sober Lounge. My name is Stephanie Rubio. I am the CEO and Marketing Director here at Sober Marketing Group, bringing you this week's episode. And today we have a really special guest. She is a digital content creator, anti-racism educator, lifestyle influencer, professional dancer, and lover of all things luxury and timeless. Her name is Ashani M. Fugo, and she is the CEO of Ashani M. Fugo Consulting Worldwide, LLC, a global DEI branding, marketing, and communications consultancy based in New York that provides anti-racism education and diverse digital media services. I really enjoyed this interview, and I hope you do as well. Hello, Ashani. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I, you look beautiful, by the way. You look great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank I you so like much. We have in really gotten an opportunity to sit down and chat in so long. It's really have it hasn't been that long, but because of it everything feels long. Yes, it does because of everything that's been going on. It just feels like it's just been a while since we've sat down. I have a cup of coffee here next to me. <laughs> and um, I just want to chat a little bit about you and your business. This has been, um, I want to say the last nine to nine to 12 months, I want to say a solid year of growth for you and what I consider a brand and an empire that you're building that is worldwide. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You can just keep talking. I'm just going to listen to you talk. (laughs) You know me. So tell me, tell me about, um, first talk to me about what your business has experienced. I want to say coming off of 2019 into 2020 as a mompreneur, as a, uh, a woman in business, as a wife, a content creator, what did that look like from 2019 going into 2020? Wow. 2019 into 2020 was a very transformational year for me as a person and as a business owner. Um, 2019 was a year of significant and like exponential growth for me business-wise. We were making a lot of big moves. There was a lot of momentum that had built up. And I think maybe between, probably after my son was born, so maybe between 2017 and 2019, there was this, you know, just increase, increase every year. Things were just growing and growing. Um, and there was this huge momentum that was happening And then 2020 came in with an attitude. (laughs) She had a serious attitude problem. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the year started off amazing. And then COVID-19 happened. And it was just like everything kind of like came to a halt. I remember um, we had our shutdown here in New York. I think it was maybe around the 13th of March of 2020. 
Mm-hmm. At the same time, everybody else was shutting down. But I remember I had a contract. I had a consulting contract with a client, very large contract for the year. And they were paying my company quarterly. And I remember as soon as the shutdown happened, I spoke to one of my colleagues at that particular company. And he said, you know, you know, they're going to end your contract. Right. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't, I don't think they'll do that. I mean, maybe, but I don't think so. Like, you know, we have this great momentum going, we're right in the middle of this project. We have a whole plan for the year. Like that's not going to happen. And okay. Lo and behold, they terminated the contract. They, they um, let go a bunch of people. So they laid off a bunch of people at that particular company. And that was just kind of like the beginning of a huge transition for me business-wise. At the time, I was still doing a lot of my online programs for the dance industry, dance business, marketing, and branding, Mm -hmm. which were awesome. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, now the dance industry is kind of being shut down in a sense because for the most part as an industry, they were not prepared for all of the virtual everything. They were not prepared. As as much work that I did for 10 years, (laughs) trying to get people in the dance industry on board with doing things online, doing things virtually, you know, setting all of this stuff up, set up your online platforms and offer classes online and all this stuff, you know, as an industry as a whole, like obviously there are some people who had things set up, definitely people who were in my programs, but for the industry as a whole, it just was not prepared for that. So then that, you know, that shift was happening too. And then I think for myself, one thing that I realized was just that I always had a bigger vision for my, for my business. Anyway, I never wanted to just stick with working within the dance industry. That was just kind of like a starting point for me. I had a great vision for what I wanted to do with myself personally, um, as my personal brand, and then also for my business. So it just started to seem like this might be the time to make this shift happen. Like this might be it. This might be God speaking to me and saying, Hey, it's time for you to kind of move forward and take that leap that you've been waiting to take all this time. You've been waiting for the right moment. The moment's here, even though it doesn't, even though it doesn't feel right per se, because it's like madness and mayhem happening in the world. This is it. Um, so then I launched my lifestyle brand in um, May of 2020, which was super exciting because I'm like, I've been wanting to do this forever. You know, I have a passion for interior design and, you know, for beauty, fashion, all these things. I was a blogger for 10 years consistently, you know, all of these different things. I said, this is the perfect time. So I launched my lifestyle brand and I was so excited for all of the plans that I had to bring that aspect into my business. And then George Floyd was murdered. And that just kind of like shook everything up for me (laughs) because it impacted me in a way that I was not anticipating. I mean, it, it rocked me to my core. And I just kind of felt like, I don't want to talk about anything else right now. I don't want to do anything else, but deal with this other crisis that we have, which is systemic racism. And that, kind of just took over my life basically because I started posting these anti-racism education videos on social media just literally speaking from my heart mm-hmm. speaking from a place of passion and of anger and frustration and just wanting people to do better so that my kids can have a better place to grow up in and that they're not dealing with the same issues that my dad taught me about that are still existing today I don't want my kids to be dealing with this you know 
15, 20 years from now. So I was just like, man, I got to do something. So I said, I'm going to take my skills and the knowledge that I have. And instead of applying it to teaching people about, you know, online marketing and business, I'm going to teach people about anti-racism. And that's what we're doing. Right. And I remember, because that was around the same time that even myself, I I just felt, um, which I had never felt. I know a lot of people have said, you know, marketing on Instagram or marketing on Facebook or any of these platforms, they feel, they feel sleazy about it. A lot of people feel like disingenuous and unauthentic and all these things. I never really felt that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, 80%, almost 90% of, of the clients that we work with here at Suburb are black and brown women. So I never felt that. I never felt, I felt very connected to the black community, but it was in that time, even for myself that I, 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 I just couldn't mark. I just stopped marketing. Like it just didn't. And I went myself that summer. Um, I just stopped. I was just like, wait a minute. There's so much happening. It just didn't feel right. It didn't feel, I I wasn't connecting to, to the content. Like how can I sit here and talk about content creation and all content marketing, all these things that we, we love, you know, because this is our passion, but it's just so much pain and you could feel it. You could, you could cut it with a knife and, and people were in pain. And so I really felt for the community as well. And I remember turning to your platform and um, I remember you posted a video oh, Lord. <laughs> and I was like, go, Ashani, go, <laughs> like post it on TikTok, post it everywhere, <laughs> like reshare this all over because it was so important and because you weren't so, which is what we're seeing now, you weren't so edited with it. The message was just from your heart, it which is what raw. we're seeing. Is <laughs> it it was really, yeah, it was very raw and it was resonating with a lot of people. And that's what we're seeing now with the creator community where we're telling them, don't be so edited, just like put it out there. So from this course and class and this educational content that you started putting together i know you received other opportunities right talk to us about what that looked like so it was interesting at this particular point in time we're talking 2020 um when everything was happening the, the protests you know all over the country all over the world actually um it was a big topic in the media so you know i got a lot of attention from different media outlets. And I was, you know, on Spectrum News. Spectrum News came to our house and and did an entire story on me and my anti-racism school is in session um, educational training program. And I ended up being on a bunch of podcasts. And I remember one um, virtual event that I did for the moms, they have these programs called the Mamarazzi events. They used to be in person all the time, but then they went virtual um, in 2020 and in 2021. And I was on with, you know, Brooke Shields. I'm on with the moms and Brooke Shields. And we're, you know, talking about anti-racism. And she was very open and supportive. And I actually had some conversations with her after the event was over via email. Um, and she was just very supportive of it. And I was just very surprised that how many media outlets were open to having these conversations and open to having people like me share about anti-racism so you know it kind of like went in a direction that I was not anticipating like I wasn't even expecting the response that I got on social media from people I expected to get 
tons of hate, which I did get a lot of hate, but mm. I got more positive yeah. responses from people and positive, you know, like feedback mm-hmm. and interactions and stuff than I ever expected to receive. And do you feel, how, how, how do you feel like that conversation, where do you feel like that conversation is going now? Do you feel like it's still a productive conversation? Do you feel like we need more of it? Have people sort of, um, muted themselves a little bit and have kind of gone silence on it where do you and and then also like where do you see yourself in that is that something that you're going to continue to to pursue and teach i feel like depending on who you're talking about we have a few different groups who are um who have transitioned since you know the 2020 blowout right uh there are people who made promises and made pledges and statements and all of this stuff and never followed through with anything that they claimed that they were going to be doing. Um, There are people in companies who said that they were going to be committed to it and they made some strides, they made some efforts, but they kind of like died out over time. Um, And then you have those who are in it to win it, in it for life. Like this is just a part of my personal values, my company's values, like we're committed to this. We have a plan because if you don't have a plan, what are you really doing? Like you can't just come out of the blue out of nowhere when someone gets killed, someone, a black person gets shot, you know, who's unarmed by the police. You can't come out of nowhere and be like, oh yes, black lives matter. Like how come they didn't matter for the past, whatever amount of time it's been the past year, two years, five years, like you haven't said anything. Um, so I think some people got in over their heads and made commitments that they were not prepared to be committed to. And I think there are some folks who just kind of had to ride the wave and they're like, well, I'll talk about it now, you know, while it's hot and then get back to normal. And a lot of people are back to quote unquote normal, which I don't even know. I don't know what normal is anymore, to be honest, between COVID (laughs) and, and systemic racism in this country you know, running rampant. I don't, I don't know what normal is supposed to look like, but what I will say is that people like myself and a lot of great, amazing um, creators and educators and, you know, social justice leaders who I'm connected with on social media, you know, we're in it for life. It's not, it's not like a temporary thing. It's not a trend for us. What I will say, because you saw my announcement at the beginning of this year, where I was sharing like you know, don't be surprised if you don't see a bunch of anti-racism education videos mm. from me this year, because between 2020 and 2021, I posted almost 300 anti-racism education videos on social media, um, TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, LinkedIn and TikTok are my largest platforms. And, um, you know, for me personally, there are other things that I want to be focusing on. I have a lot more to offer um, than only anti-racism specific content and services and programs and all that kind of stuff. So I really want to get back to my joy. Um, Talking about anti-racism all the time is very, very draining. It's very um, stressful and just exhausting. And then you are in a place where speaking out invites racist people to attack, right? So there's a lot of harassment, there's a lot of online bullying and all that kind of stuff that goes on, which again, it's just very draining. Yeah, you can block people and all that, but you still have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And after almost two years of that, I I just need a break from all of that. So 
That doesn't mean I'm stopping the work. The work continues. There are different ways to do the work. I have a Patreon community. Um, so people are welcome to engage with me there about anti-racism. But my my focus now as it relates to anti-racism education and my part in it as a leader is really to focus on spaces and people who are willing to invest in the work and create a safe space for me to be able to educate and engage with people about the work. And social media isn't really that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll do things from time to time, but it won't it won't be at the level that I was that I was at in 2020 and 2021. Definitely yeah. not. And that's a good point that you're making as far as the role that social media often plays because there is a misconception. And I think it's just a very online entrepreneur who birthed a business online and um, may have even never worked corporate. So like straight from college into online entrepreneurship, uh, there is more and you, you don't always have to do social media. There's, there's a lot more happening behind the scenes. And so I like that. I like that you're choosing, it may not be like a post, it may not be a story, but the work continues. I love that. So let's, let's just very quickly for the sake of what is relevant today. Um, I am a marketer and the question is going to come up and I knew I was going to ask, I, I said, I have to ask her this question because it if someone is either going to be very strongly for it or very strongly against it, it's going to be Ashani. So you have, <laughs> you <a> know me. <laughs> so you have a Patreon community and mm -hmm. you are one of the only in, in, in a circle of, of creators that, that I've followed for the, the six years that I've been in business here coming up. Can't believe it. Um, you are one of the only ones who has a Patreon. So now with the conversation of Instagram creating a subscription opportunity, do we like it? Do we like it? What, what are your thoughts on it? You know, I have very strong opinions about this, but let, let's, you know, you already understand the difference between a membership community offline or off it, you know, off the metaverse. What are, you know, what is, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? Okay, so before I had my Patreon, again, I had online programs for the dance industry, right? So I, I had a membership program. Um, and so that concept was, was not uncommon to me. It was not foreign. So it felt very natural for me to say, okay, I'm providing all of these resources on social media. I always want to provide a next step for people. I always want to provide an opportunity for people to go deeper and for people to be able to invest in the work, whatever the work may be, um, so that they can get some more type of personal engagement, right? And get some more value that you're not gonna get for free on social media. I think that Instagram is smart, you know, well, Facebook, Meta, whoever, they're very smart, they're business people, right? So they see an opportunity, they know that people are creating content and most people who take content creation seriously, they are expecting a return on that investment. If you're creating reels and you're posting reels on Instagram, every single day. You're not doing it just for fun as a hobby. You're doing it with an expectation of that course. is going to lead to clients, you know, customers, brand sponsorships, something, right? So when I saw this, um, this new feature with the subscriptions on Instagram, I personally, as a content creator, was very excited about it because any, any opportunity for content creators to monetize on the platform, I think it's a great opportunity. So same thing with TikTok you know, they have their creator 
um, marketplace, their creator platform, and we are able to um, earn money from our video views and get connected with different brands and all that kind of stuff. And I think Instagram is really um, copying TikTok in a lot of ways. It's just like they're always kind of like a couple steps behind TikTok. And then they see TikTok do something and it works and then they try to implement the same type of thing. So I think it's a great opportunity for content creators who are serious about creating content um, just to make it a little bit easier for their mm -hmm. followers to connect with them in a deeper way. And just to have that have that experience where they're not just a follower. But this is someone like we all have those people on Instagram that we look at their content every single day. I can name my like five to ten creators every day. I'm looking at their content. If it does not have to come up in my feed, I will find their content because it's that serious. So if you have, you know, people like that, why shouldn't people, you know, pay to get that experience? And, it's, and of course, it's keeping them on Instagram, which is where they want you to be for as long as possible. Right. So right. it makes sense to, to provide that as an option. So I think it's a, I think it's a great opportunity. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm interested to see. I think for the creators, I think it's going to be a, a fabulous opportunity. I think for small business, uh, the everyday small business owner, I think it's going to be a not necessarily something that that will be you know useful to them. But I think for creators, absolutely. Um, okay, I wanted to hear your your opinion on that. I'm glad. So. <laughs> Will you stay on Patreon? Will you will you kind of do a dual situation? Because obviously with the with the brand shifts, yeah. Now now you can use both. Yeah, I really I'm I'm down for and right. I don't believe in like everything has to be either or. Yes. I'm down for and. So I'll do what I'm doing already, and I'll do something else. So what I love about Patreon is that it it really you feel like a sense of ownership. Right. Yeah. It's your own platform. Um, you know, they're not really uh, trying to make a ton of money off of the creators and the people who are on there. They're really they really created it for us, you mm. know, for us to get the maximum benefit from it. So I like that. And I, I just like the separate platform where people are paying. It's like if they're there, it's because they really want to be there. Right. Mm. And they're invested in it. And I like that. Um, I think with the Instagram subscriptions, it can go either way. I'm totally open to it. I'm down, whatever. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people who follow me on Instagram and uh, watch my content every single day. Like I have a lot of folks who watch my content and people have even told me like they watch my content like it's TV, like it's a reality TV show or something. It like is. Stories. That's, they're serious about it. So I'm, I'm open to that and I'm down for that. I just don't know about people's level of like loyalty <laughs> or commitment to that. You know what I'm saying? Like right, they'll sign right. for a subscription. And then after a month, they'll be like, ah, I don't know if I want to do that anymore. You know, yeah. I don't know how people's commitment will be because it's Instagram, but oh, you know, time will tell over time. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But, my yeah. favorite ones have, my favorite ones have been, for example, on YouTube, like YouTube subscriptions. Those have been fantastic. Yeah. So, okay, let's then, so we talked a little bit about your, you know, your anti-racism school and class and, and sort of what that kind of brought as far as the attention and really just a boom in media notoriety for not only yourself, your brand, but also, you know, the education portion. Um, then I remember there was yet, yet another shift and this is where sort of 2021 then comes into play. Um, talk to us a little bit about that beginning of the year, because then you had some exciting news that you were sort of keeping under wraps and yeah. 
like, and I just know from here, it's just the sky, like, it's just going to go into something else. I can already see it and envision it. So talk to us about what that looked like. Yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been a journey because in the midst of all of the changes that were happening um, and, and also me trying to get back to like my original vision for my lifestyle brand. It was like, yeah. I, took, I, you know, veered off the path a little bit, was at a crossroads. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I got to go down this anti-racism path because I just feel too passionate about it. And it's just really important to me. Um, and then it ended up blowing up and I spoke at a college and, you know, I had a speaking opportunities coming up and I was just like, this was not what I expected to happen, <laughs> but I'm open to it. It's all good. I'm just going where God leads me. But um, in the midst of all of that, we decided that we wanted to sell our house and um, an upgrade and upsize because, mm-hmm. you know, the market was just telling us that it was a great time to sell. Yeah. Um, and I had been wanting to, I have been looking at houses, actually. I have been looking at houses online. Did not tell my husband at all. <laughs> it was like my secret, you know, nighttime thing. Like yes. He had no idea I was looking at houses. And then uh, we got into a conversation one day and he just said, you know, maybe we should consider selling. And, you know, this is a good time. It's a seller's market, whatever. So um, we started doing that behind the scenes of all of this. And um, then... HGTV's House Hunters came into the picture. I cannot say how um, because I signed that NDA. I signed that NDA. So we're not talking about casting or production, but that came into play. And the whole process actually started in 2020, believe it or not. Um, We had a lot of ups and downs throughout the process. I have a video that I'll be posting on my YouTube channel um, just sharing our journey basically and and some of the things that we experienced and offering some tips and advice for people who are selling their, their home and buying a new home. Um, So it was, it was a roller coaster ride. We actually sold our home twice because we had deals fall through. We were under contract for another home that fell through. And all the, all the while we have this HGTV house hunters thing, you know, and hanging in the balance. Like, are we going to be able to do the show? Are we not going to be able to do the show? Um, But praise God, everything came together as you saw. um, And we were able to do the show. And what you mentioned was the hard part because for over a year, all of this stuff was in the works. Right. But I was not allowed to say anything. I was not allowed to talk about it. I was not allowed to post on social media. We weren't allowed to tell people that we were moving, that we had sold our house, that we bought it. We weren't allowed to talk about anything um, until we got the air date for our episode of House Hunters. So it was definitely challenging. Um, I was posting videos every single day, as you saw, on social media and my stories. And I had to pretend... The whole time, even though I'm posting videos from my house, you know, that nothing's happening. I'm in the same place. Nothing has changed. You know, meanwhile, we're packing up. Um, we're moving. We moved into a new place. I'm in a completely different house. But I wasn't, you know, allowed to show anybody that I was in a completely different house. It was just it was a crazy it was a crazy time. But um, it was all worth it. And, you know, last uh, December when the show aired, it was just all the more exciting to be able to finally talk about it. And share that. And then it was like at Christmas time and Christmas is my favorite time of the year. So it was a very happy ending to a little bit of like a tumultuous year. Yeah. And time. Two things about your brand that have always resonated with me is that your brand is like you. The thing about coming back to to like your joy, finding Mm -hmm. your joy. So 
when I visit your profiles and I see you dancing, like when you were doing the dancing tutorials and really they were just dancing videos, like mm -hmm. you're literally just showing other dancers, like it doesn't have to be this difficult, get a tripod and just mm -hmm. dance. Just um, they just bring me so much joy when they pop on the newsfeed. Like I love it <laughs> so much. Thank um, you. And I feel like you just take life very with a grain of salt and I know, but I know that that's not always how you feel, but I know that's always how you show up for us. Um, and the consistency stripping away the perfection, but mm. keeping the consistency is something that, I mean, in our working together, the times that we have, you know, have had that, that client agency relationship has been just a teaching experience, even for me. Um, and I hope that those that, that get to know you through this episode, that they, you know, go through, you know, your profiles and kind of visit, you know, your site and see just the immense amount of content. <laughs> I am always in awe. I'm like, she did like when you had your, your son, I'm like, she just had a baby. She's posting videos like one, two, three. And it's just so inspiring because there really is no excuse when you want to show up for your audience. Yeah. And, th and what you said is, is so, um, it, re it really resonated with me because that's the mentality that I approach it with. It's about showing up. Yeah. No one's asking for perfection. No one, did anyone send you an email and say, can you please provide some perfection today when you show up on social media? Nobody asked anyone to do that. They just want, they just want you to show up. Right. And I think being over the years, if you, if you look at my content over the years, the Lord knows how many, you know, shifts I've made with my brand. I show up regardless like literally regardless I've had three kids you know and you've seen them all <laughs> over the years you've seen me pregnant you've seen me right after I had the baby you've seen me do videos with holding the baby while I'm doing the video you know you see my kids all the time um I I just I try to just show up that's really the goal because I know that there's someone out there that either needs to be educated by what I'm going to share. They're going to need to be inspired. They need to be encouraged. They need to be uplifted. And this year in particular, I am really serious about sharing content that sparks joy for people. That's really my focus. And that's part of the reason why I kind of, you know, made it clear to everyone and made it public that I'm not just going to be talking about anti-racism education this year, because that does not really spark joy for me. Right. And it's not meant to spark joy for anybody. Right. That's not the purpose of it. Like we're we're beyond that point. We need change. We need systemic change. But after almost two years of constantly, you know, putting out content that addresses these serious issues, it's just like I just need a break. And I want to focus on joy and I want to spark joy for other people. We are still in a pandemic. People have gone through so much loss, so much trauma. We need more joy. We need to be uplifted and encouraged. We need to tap into gratitude more and realize how blessed we all are, no matter what our circumstances are, like you are blessed. And I think experiencing such a major milestone, buying our dream home, and then experiencing being on HGTV's House Hunters, a show I've been watching for like 20 years, a show that I all, you know, I dreamt of being on that show. Literally, I have watched 
every episode. So to live out a dream of being on the show while in my reality, we actually bought our dream home and now we're living here. Like I, I have so much gratitude and joy in my heart and in my spirit it overflows. And so that's why I relaunched my YouTube channel. I'm, I'm going to be vlogging now. Like I really want to share content that sparks joy. And that reminds people like God is still God. God is still faithful. There are still tons of possibilities, even in the midst of the mayhem that we're living in, particularly with the pandemic, you don't have to stop your life. You can still live your life. You can still be thankful for what you have not focusing on things that you may have lost and know that better days are always ahead of you. So that's really been my focus. And back to what you originally said, showing up is a big part of that because you never know who you're inspiring. You never know who you're inspiring. And most of the people that you're having the greatest impact on, they'll never comment on your content. They'll never send you a message. They'll never say anything, but you're literally like transforming their, their life. Um, so I think it's important for us to show up and it's a part of your legacy. Like if you want to, you know, think about it like that, like your social media platforms, what you do online, what you do in your real life, it's a part of your legacy. What, what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? Um, and I think it's important to use that as your motivation on the days where you don't feel like showing up. Oh, I love that. Great, great message. So many quotables from that <laughs> message. Ashani, thank you so much. Um, and I think there's also a message about allowing yourself to pivot. Um, if you have passion projects, if you are called to create, um, if you are called and moved to speak on something, I think, you know, sometimes we talk about, you know, staying in our lane and, and doing, you know, this is what we went to school for. This is what we're educated in. This is what we're experts in, but just allowing, I, I think you've done it seamlessly. I think you've done it gracefully, um, tastefully. Um, and I feel like it's very, uh, genuine. Um, also yeah. like, like you, you said, you know, you had to segue into, you know, into this topic because it was literally from dance you know, to systemic racism. And it was just one, it was a huge shift, but it, it you did it. And I think now this new chapter, uh, I'm excited to, to see what, what's gonna, the fruition of, of what's going to come out of the YouTube channel. Um, the collaborations, I can only imagine it's going to be amazing. Um, definitely congratulations on the, on the beautiful home. Thank so, you. You're so deserving. You. And, and like you said, you know, we've watched you, um, just over the last six years, you've obviously been in business a lot longer. Um, but I got to catch these last six years and it's just been a, an incredible journey watching your family grow, watching you grow as, as a creator, as a small business owner, as an entrepreneur, a wife. And it's just been, um, such joy to do that. So thank you so much. So just thank you. Thank you for being on the show. Um, all of Ashani's content links, all of her sites are going to be down below. Um, as always, you can reach her on all major platforms. Uh, everything's going to be there for you to contact her directly. Um, I encourage you to definitely uh, check out uh, her YouTube channel. And as always, 
for us. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. As always, you can reach us on social simply by searching SoVerve. That's S-O-B-E-R-V-E. You can also send us an email at hello at SoVerve.com. And I will see you next week. Bye.